Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to USA Football's Coach and Coordinator Podcast, where top football coaches from around the country share their stories, philosophies, concepts, and strategies to help you get better on and off the field. Now, here's your host, Keith Grabowski. Hello, coaches, and welcome to the Home Team Podcast, where football coaches from around the country provide the coaching community with improvements to their game plans for winning as a husband and a father. Today, we're going to be speaking with Coach Samuels. Coach Samuels is most notably the editor at the Football Scoop and has been so since 2011. This year, he was recently named the head coach at Comstock Park High School in Michigan. Over the past two seasons at Ravina, Michigan, Coach had compiled a 13-7 and record as a head coach, including an 8-3 campaign last year. Coach Samuels also played collegiate football at Defiance College in Ohio, and he's had stops as an assistant coach at Holton, Shelby, Grand Rapids, Forest Hills, Northern and Holland West, Ottawa. Coach Samuels' talk today focuses on a Glazier Clinic talk that he gave that has received a lot of interest from him. He's noted in the podcast that he's received over 100 direct messages on Twitter asking him how his staff manages their weekends and does so with a variety of technology tools. Um, it was great to talk to Coach about this process and how he's refined it over the years. And I'm excited for our, our listeners to get to hear how you can manage your weekends as a high school staff to give your staff more freedom to be with their families and to collaborate in a different way. Looking forward to hearing from Coach Samuels. Hey, Coach Samuels, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Joel. Let's jump right in and start talking about the stars of your home team, beginning with your wife. How did you meet this special woman? My wife and I meet it's actually kind of a funny story. We met online, eHarmony, did the, both did the eHarmony thing, and you know, she actually sent me the first message, which was a change of pace. But the, the reason she sent me a message was my my profile picture. We had just gotten done with the football scoop tour of the Big Ten, a bunch of Big Ten facilities. And I'm a big Michigan State fan, so when we were in East Lansing, you know, took a picture with uh, Coach D'Antonio in his office, and then I used that as my, my profile picture so I could ward off kind of some of the Michigan fans because I didn't want to deal with any of that. And, uh, and also, if you, if you knew who Coach D'Antonio was, like, that's you know that that's yeah. that, that's a great check on the box. So, so no she sent me a message, and and we kind of joke around when we when we we talked for a while before we actually met up. And she jokes around that she showed up hoping it was Coach D'Antonio and not me, and she was disappointed. But <laughs> but, hey, but there, there's, 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 all, not many, <laughs> there's there's not many people that have you know a, a Big Ten you know head coach or FBS head coach as part of their you know meetup story. So. 
I, I, sure. I'm waiting for the right opportunity to share that with Coach D'Antonio someday, but I, I think he'll get just as much of a kick out of it as we do. But, you know, we'll, we'll be married almost five years here in May, and she's made a ton of sacrifices like every coach's wife does throughout the years, you know, helping me, support me to chase my dream of being a, a high school football coach. And, you know, we, we, we had to sacrifice quite a bit that the, the last two years I was at Ravana High School, we when I took the job, we had uh, about an 18-month-old, and she was eight months pregnant with our second child. So she we, she had that the, the baby I think on a Friday or Saturday, and four or five days later she was she was at a game uh, an hour and 20 minutes away with a four-day-old baby. So she is she's a rock star, an absolute rock star. That's awesome. What's a character trait or quality that makes her so special to you? She's flexible. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's always a give and take, like there is in, in, in any marriage. And you know, I think, when, especially when you're a head coach, and you know, you, you want to get up in the weight room and be around the kids in the morning, but you know, your, your wife's got a workout schedule in the morning. You know, there's there's got to be some give and take there. So she's been she's been really flexible as far as she, she's got a very demanding career. She's a director of human resources, so she she really sacrifices a lot for. For, for me to kind of chase this dream and you know she knows why why I'm in it and why I love doing it and that makes it a little easier but still there's she she's very flexible and, and let me chase that dream okay. let's get to the other stars of your home team your kids I mean maybe their names their ages and what makes each of them so unique to you yeah so Griffin is three and he you know he he's towards my head coaching career is kind of he's been he's been through it all and kind of, you know, he grew up as a Ravana Bulldog and uh, we really enjoyed our two years there. And and in all honesty, when, when I was considering the, the, you know, my new head coaching job, I've been on the job like a a month or two, Comstock Park High School here in Michigan on the north side of Grand Rapids. I I thought he was going to be the toughest one to, to, you know, get to make the move because he, he loved his blue and white. He loved being a Bulldog. He, he had really, you know, at two and three years old, had had some really unique connections with kids on the team, and you know, always had a tradition after the game to give nuts to everyone on their way off the field, and the kids looked forward to, or the the players looked forward to it. So, so he, I, I figured he was going to be the toughest one to convince that this was the move, but he he was all in, and like I said, we're we're big Michigan State fans, Comstock Park's green, so that, that made the transition a little easier. <laughs> and he, he, he's been all in, all in, all in there. He hasn't been up to see the field or anything like that. It's still, still pretty new. And then, and then Grady's about 18 months. And you know, he, he just started saying football recently, so he, he, he doesn't really know what's going on. But, but he's a football lover for sure. Coach, the reason uh, we had connected on on Twitter was we had seen you've seen to be getting a lot of traction with the recent uh, talk you did at the Glacier Clinic. That focuses on a series in our in our podcast that we usually call clock management, and that's on spending how or how you spend your time blending family and football. So I thought it'd be great if you and I could really just get into the how-to of that. Um, I read your article; I thought it was phenomenal, and I think it's a message that you know I've had the chance to talk to Coach Brad Dixon, talk about feed the coaches. You know, even Coach Hines out in California is a big proponent of you know taking the day off on the weekend, but. I think it'd be really good if we could just kind of, you know, go through, you know, what your thought process was behind this weekend schedule and some of the how-tos of how to do it right. So I guess just let's start out with, you know, what was your motivation to start 
you know, sort of a weekend off approach to your program? So, you know, I, I kind of touched on in the article a little bit, but, you know, I, I remember getting the call from Urbana. It was my my first time being offered a head coaching job. And, you know, for a young family and myself, we, uh, it was a 40, it was going to be a 40 minute commute up there. There's, there's very few jobs I would have considered driving 40 minutes for. And, and Ravana was one of those. It's a, you know, a small town, rich tradition in the league that I grew up playing in. And the, the people there were just really special. So um, when I got off the phone, I, I, I broke down and cried. I think, you know, a lot of head coaches probably do the same thing when they get that first call. It's it's an emotional deal. You put so much time into it to have it pay off. It it, it can get a little bit emotional. And, and I got off the phone and I looked at my wife and said they offered me the job. And, you know, she's sitting there eight months pregnant like crap. Now my husband's going to be yeah. driving – 40 minutes there, 40 minutes back, like this, this sounds like a nightmare, I'm sure she's thinking. So, so you know, I, I knew at that point that in order for me to take the job, there was going to have to be some concessions made on on both of our parts. And, and really, as I put together the staff, there's a handful of guys that, you know, live in town or have kids on the team that, that did a great job helping us out. But we we're also pulling some guys from, you know, 20, 30 minutes away, and, and I think my connections with working with Football Scoop definitely helped in that, and people wanted to be a part of, you know, Ravana football. That that certainly had was a factor in it as well, but, you know, the the more I thought about it, the more I was like, you know, it's it's, it's not going to be do me and my marriage and my ability to be a good father any justice to, you know, drive, drive up to Ravana six, seven days a week. That's, uh, that's going to put some unneeded strain you know, on the family life, and, and the same can probably be said for my assistants. For the guys that live in town, it's not a big deal, but you're asking a lot for a lot of guys, and most of them aren't even paid anything to, to do something like that. So, you know, I, I knew there had to be a better way. I knew, you know, just looking around the coaching profession, I think that we, so, so many of us want to be on the cutting edge of offense or defense, you know, coverages and things like that, but but when it comes to, you know, how how we came up in the profession and, and who we learned from, we just kind of latch on to that and don't really give it a second thought. And, and with the way technology is right now, with, you know, the Google Drive, the cloud, you know, harvesting Slack and things like that, um, I, fi- I figured there was a way to do it efficiently from home. It was just a matter of trying to figure out that process. So the, the first year of Ravana was – you know, kind of, kind of touch and go, or not really touch and go, but, you know, it was, it was a, a trial, yep. you know, trial and error type deal. So so we really utilized Slack. That was really big. But, you know, after that first year at Ravana, we went five and four, and, and I didn't feel like I did a great job coaching the coaches, coaching my staff. So we, we made a, a okay. few changes here and there. Um, and and I, I spent some time in that offseason trying to, to get ahead with some Google Drive stuff and, and you know, making templates and setting things up so that when fall comes, we're ready to go. And so, you know, I did kind of a scout card template and put that together and put it in the folder, invited all the coaches, all the defensive coaches that would be doing scout card stuff to that. But but I, I really put in a lot of time, you know, during the summer when, when things are a little slow for the scoop, there's not a whole lot of coaching change stuff going on. I, I did a lot of the groundwork then, and, and I, I also kind of had the idea of, because we had made some coaching changes and, you know, I really felt like this this past year could have been a really special year for us heading into it with the kids we had back at the staff. But I 
I start I put together a weekly workflow and kind of very specific expectations for each one of the coaches. You know, come Saturday and Sunday, if, if we're not going to be all in the office at once, then here's what I want you guys to do when you're at home. So, you know, everything was very laid out in black and white, kind of gave them kind of a a weekly workflow Sunday through through Friday, really, and kind of what was expected. And, and every one of them got that at the staff meeting. And, and you know, the, the thing that I really liked about doing things through Slack in that way is, is you know, I, I mentioned in the article, there's a digital footprint. So, you know, at the end of the year, if we decide that, you know, the, the wide receivers coach or the DBs coach, you know, didn't perform on the field, they weren't putting the prep in that I kind of outlined and expected, then, then we can go back and, and see all of that through through our Slack history, through, you know, with the weekly suggestion sheets that, that I would send out and things like that. It was it, it was huge. So so really that the, the jump from the first year to the second year, I felt like I, I could coach my coaches a lot better. I, th- I think especially at the small high school level, you you need to do that. You you need to help bring those guys along. So so doing things the the way that we we had at Ravana was really good. It's something that that I'll be able to kind of carry with me for for the rest of my career. Let's get into a little bit. Of, you know, the article talks about. So there's a lot of good stuff on here. Maybe just break down the Saturday, Sunday, Monday, you know, just so guys can kind of get into it. But I think when coaches think about it, you know, God, it sounds like two days off. It's not just like time off, right? It's just, you know, like I remember talking to Coach Lewis at Kent State, like we're just, you know, work when your kids are sleeping or work when you're, exactly. you know, work, yep. when, work when it works for you. But what what is the thought process of, you know, kind of what you're looking for from a guy on Saturday? Uh, what does a Sunday look like? How does that wrap into Monday when you guys get all back together? And then how does practice flow so you know so it can be efficient and everyone's on the same page going into game plan install? Yep. So so sat- Saturday for me, I'm I'm pretty plugged in college football wise. I mean, I, I'll I'll watch our game from Friday with games going in the background. But so much of my job is knowing what's happening in college football. You know, between coordinators and head coaches and assistants. But, but I, I really need to be pretty plugged in on Saturday, flipping through a bunch of games. So I, I tell my coaches, and I, and I tell our, our team the same thing, like watch college football on Saturday. You know, if you if you see something great, you know, every, everyone's kind of got TiVo or whatever you want to call it now, DVR. Rewind it, video it, put it in Slack, you know, put some keywords with it. So if, if we want to go back and reflect on that in three weeks when we play our rival, you know, we can do that. So Slack's a, a great great deal for that also you know want my guys to be on social media you know between guys like dan casey or spread offense or, or whoever that may be that they're sharing yep. all the latest and greatest going on during during games and catch a lot of things uh, so taking that kind of stuff put it in slack and just kind of using that as kind of a brainstorm session is, is what, what sure. we utilize slack for on saturday but I, I don't expect a whole lot from guys on saturday now, now Sunday again, dig, dig in a little bit more, like like you said, you know. But dig in when it's convenient for you, when you know you're, you know, after church or you know when your kids are taking a nap or your wife took them on a play date or whatever. You know, everyone's schedule's so different. Just be able to dig in when you can, add to that offensive suggestion sheet when you can. You know, for the defense defensive guys, I want them to. You know, along with myself, be labeling um, the formations, try and get a, a first run through of their, 
you know, run scheme stuff. There are explosive plays. And, and we, we would send a lot of stuff into huddle assist, but I, I found that that's that's so hit or miss. It's a whole different story. But we want we want to find the explosive plays and their formation stuff, tendency stuff on, on Sunday is really what we're looking for. Um, so that's kind of the the first run through is finding all that stuff. And, you know, offensive guys, I want them to to fill in the suggestion sheet. So you're watching the the, the upcoming opponent. What, what do you like? What formations do you like? Is there new stuff we can add? Is there a tweak to a route concept that, that could get these guys? And then I, I also want right under the don't like column is stuff or stuff that they like is the don't like column. So I can hop on there and be like, hey, you know, our our empty set isn't going to be any good this week or, you know, we're, we need to be more of a slide protection team this week. So, you know, stuff like that, stuff that they, you know, stuff we need to stay away from. So now when I go to make the script on Tuesday, the, the play call script for practice, I know what my guys like, what they don't like. And, and really those, those guys are, are as tied in as you can be to the, their players. So, you know, the quarterback's mm-hmm. guy has got a really good beat on the quarterback, but, you know, I'm not work, necessarily working with all the time. So, so he knows what he likes and what he's comfortable with. So, and, and I really think that, and I've been a part of staffs where you feel like your opinion is in value. And that's, that's mm-hmm. one of the, that's one of the main reasons guys leave jobs is they don't feel valued. So you need you need to find a way to give your coaches a voice. And for us, that's that's our weekly suggestion sheet. Is is um, and, and again, that's that's a digital footprint. So in, in six weeks, if you know our quarterbacks guys are filling stuff out for four weeks, we got a problem. And, right. and that's on me to not let it get that far. But but that that's that's really Sunday digging into that kind of stuff. Monday we we backed off this past year and made it more mental day. Um, yep. our, our staff structure is we've got an offensive staff and a defensive staff. We don't have a varsity staff and a JV staff. So, okay. you know, two, Tuesday is an offensive emphasis day. We'll spend two-thirds of the practice on offense. And about a th- two-thirds of the way through, we'll switch. And the the defensive guys will come work with the, the varsity. And the offense okay. will work with JV. So that way, those in theory, those guys are hearing those same coaching points for four years. Um, yeah. And you're getting great quality instruction. So, so that's that's okay. our Tuesday. But but Monday's heavy heavy on film. We I I harp really hard on championship effort. And some guy, I, you know, I know mm-hmm. Florida, they say relentless effort. But to me, championship effort is unmistakable. If you want to win mm-hmm. a conference title or a state title, it looks a certain way. So, you know, we we mm-hmm. want to point out though, we'll, we'll have a cut up every Monday with with our championship effort plays and plays that are unacceptable. So guys see it every day when they come in on Monday. So we, we go through that. We watch, you know, a little bit of game film. I'm not a guy that's going to sit there and watch the game film with them from beginning to end. I want cut-ups so that we got we got stuff we can teach from all the time. And then, you know, from there we'll go out and we'll do a walkthrough and kind of a fix-it session. Actually, before we go out, if there's anything new we're going to introduce that week, we're going to go through it on the whiteboard, talk through it, you know, show examples of collar seam running from Saturday, uh, that kind of stuff. And then we'll go out on the field and we'll walk through it. And then by Tuesday, we'll be able to run through it. So, you know, I think I think it's kind of the, the Nick Saban belief in that you, you go through it in a meeting room, you walk through it, and then you can execute it at full speed. That's kind of the, the thought process we brought. But but Monday, offensive, defensive, walk through, installing anything new, walking through it. It's, it's very, it's it's a little more than a traditional walk through. 
But, you know, the, the, the other really unique thing we do on Mondays is, is we do what we call circle of pain. So at the sure. end of practice, everyone circles up. And on Sunday, the other thing we ask coaches to do is to watch that game film and count all the lows and softs of players and miss assignments. So so they chart all of those and then chart all their championship effort plays. So anyone that played in that game the previous Friday will come to the middle of the circle one by one. I'll, I'll go through numerically. And I'll call Doug Samuels to the middle, and I'll whisper in his ear the number of lows or softs or miss assignments he had. Say it's, you know, it's seven. So he has to stand in front of his teammates and be accountable for his for his oh. actions on a Friday and say, hey, my name is Doug Samuels. I let the team down seven times. And then I'll try, I'll chime in as a coach and say, hey, he had five championship effort plays, so you guys owe two down-ups. So I get him chopped, and we do two down-ups, and then it's on to the next guy. But, you know, it's, a, it's oh, building in the immediate accountability for – your performance on Friday. It's and that's that's been really good for us. And the really cool thing is as as you know, you make a playoff run or something, and I've I've been part of staffs that have done it that, you know, make it to the semis. You start with guys that have more championship effort plays than missed assignments. So now you start adding stuff to the bank. Yep. And and you add you end up in the plus column, which is, is really kind of a cool thing. So awesome. so that's kind of what our Monday looked like and then Tuesday's offensive emphasis Wednesday's defensive emphasis, Thursday, you know, the, the traditional walkthrough, and then Friday's payday. Coach, you know, this is, with the, like you said, with all the technology, you talk about Slack and workflow and cloud and Google Drive and templates. Has any of your staff had a hard time adjusting to this thought process or getting on board with, you know, maybe not meeting in person and kind of doing things independently? Yeah, so, you know, when I, when I came into Ravana, they had been, a power eye team for I think thirty or thirty five years. Like they it's yeah. so I come in, we're running, you know, spread no huddle RPO, you yeah. know, stuff. So a lot of things changed very fast. So we, we went through some growing pains that first year. I can remember sitting down and having a talk with, with one of my coordinators and being like, Hey, you know, we were playing a triple option team and I th- I think Sunday I, I kinda asked what the plan is on Slack. All Sunday, I didn't get an answer. Monday's walkthrough, I didn't get an answer. And, like, we had to sit down and be like, hey, man, this – like, you, you knew this going in. We're, we're going to communicate on Slack. We're not going to waste time sitting down in meetings and stuff. Uh, and, and he didn't even realize that there there was a message. So, you know, I, I think I think the, the the guys that have a harder time with it are sometimes the older guys that, that have just kind of done things a certain way for a long time. But but I, I I just see tremendous value in it. I, I think you know, giving guys more time to spend around their family and and work on their their own accord takes some trust. But I think it create it, it helps to create that culture of accountability that that's very valuable. Uh, Coach, we want to talk us through some of the results you've seen. You said you obviously went five and four. I think your first year seems like you guys obviously, you know, I think a lot of guys are wondering. Well, you know, my my grinding hard enough? Am I, you know, this may be easy to devil's advocate, like, oh, if I had done something differently, you know, maybe talk about the results. And if, if you've ever had a time when maybe you thought to yourself, maybe this isn't the right thing to do, or maybe we need to go harder and maybe what got you in or out of that thought process? No, I, I really haven't waffled back and forth about it a whole lot. Uh, 
you know, going into this first season at Comstock Park, I've got a handful of guys that, you know, have been a part of state title teams. So they've, they've you know, been on staffs that have, have won, I think, six combined straight titles, which is impressive. Uh, so so I, I think part of the human nature of, of, of being a coach is, is, is you second-guess yourself to a degree. So, you know, those, mm-hmm. those guys have been a part of it and, and kind of reached the pinnacle of, of what we all hope to do as coaches. Um, so, you know, is, is there more merit to what they do or, you know, did they just have a special group of kids that's, uh, and a special coaching staff and it's, it wasn't kind of the perfect storm. So, you know, that's, that, that's something that, that I've kind of, I've kind of encountered here the, the past month or so because I, I think the, my defensive coordinator now, I, I think he is a meeting guy, which, you know, I, I'm, I'm not completely against meetings. I think if you can lead efficient meetings, it's great. Uh, but but I, I'm not for wasting time. So if if we yeah. can find a more efficient way to do it, which I think we have, um, I, I I don't think it takes long for people to see the value of it. Um, you know, when you're spending more time around your kids on, on Saturday and Sunday than than you are, you know, w- wasting time in a, in a in a staff meeting that's the game in the background and people checking their fantasy, you know, their their fantasy points on their phone. Um, I, I don't think, think it takes guys very long to, to see the value in that. If guys aren't doing this uh, yet and want to implement it, what do you think is the best way to, to start that process? I, does it, could a coordinator be a guy that, that implements this change? Is obviously, have to only, does it only have to come from the head coach down? Where's a good first place to start, do you think? You've obviously put a lot of work and time into making this efficient for your staff and for your team. So what recommendations do you have for for listeners? Yeah, so you know, I I think I I really started doing it as in my first year as an offensive coordinator uh, three years ago, like actually calling the plays with the offensive coordinator title. And you know, I, I think you have to have a head coach that's on board with it. And you know, if he if he's a, a staunch meeting guy, I don't I don't think it's worth rocking the boat to to try and get your head coach to change. But uh, but you know, t- I think taking baby steps if you find yourself in that situation and. You know, what, the, really, the way we started it was was just setting up the the Slack channel, and and we, you know, even with Football Scoop, we we used the free free Slack. I'm not even sure what the paid Slack does for you extra, but you know, the the free version does everything you need it to. You know, you can integrate your you know your your Google Drive right on it, your your Twitter right on it, so that you're able to grab tweets and play them right in the Slack platform without having to leave to Twitter. But but that's really how I started was was just kind of getting my young head coach on board with Slack. So now you know we see, see stuff throughout the offseason we really like. We just plug it into the offense or defense channel and uh, can reflect on it for forever. Uh, you know, if we ever need a trick play, we can kind of scroll back and, and look through those. But uh, that that that's how it started for us, and then it, then it just kind of blossomed from there um, w- with me kind of branching out and finding new ways to do it and I'm, I'm i'm certainly not the first one to do it i just think we have a a great system set up for it and really i i, I want to be on the cutting edge of, of everything from strength conditioning to you know mental training to things like that and i think a lot of coaches are the same way and i think this is kind of the next wave is guys understanding how to utilize technology and making the profession stronger because of it. So, you know, start with Slack, I would say that, and then and then trying to find ways to 
get ahead of things in the off season with you know creating templates and things like that. You know, I, I give a lot of ideas in that article that we do. I kind of scratch the surface, but um, the the response that I've gotten from that article is unreal. I've got over a hundred unread DMs, and I've I've never had that in an article I've ever written for Football Scoop. So. You know, the, the hunger and the, you know, the curiosity is there for how to change. It's, it's, it's just a matter of starting to take steps in the right direction to do that. Awesome. Well, Coach, I really appreciate your time. I would like to end with a, a question. I think this is, you know, really pertinent to what we do is, is really talking about leaving a legacy. And I think you're, you're trying to do that, you know, not just how to, on how to coach and how to lead coaches and giving them their time back, but, question I always ask at the end is called victory formation and it talks about the outside world when they look at a coach we usually judge them based on the wins and losses or accomplishments of their players but the potential legacy a coach can have on his players and his family is much more than anything that can really be measured and what legacy or impact are you striving to create through coaching that you couldn't do in any other profession I think it's giving kids the tools to confidently and courageously deal with adversity you know there's there, there's times in everyone's life when you're going to hit an adverse situation um, and I, I think sports and football specifically um, are, are a great way to teach that first and foremost I, I want my kids to have great the kids that I coach to have great memories of playing football but but I also want them to have the, the tools um, to confront adversity when when life throws them at them I, I think those are the two words, you know, I, I could lose every game as a head coach and still live a happy life, but I, I think the worst thing for a coach is, is number one, if if you're graduating players and they don't have positive memories playing for you, and, and then number two, if, if, if they leave your program and don't have the tools to deal with what real life throws at them in terms of adversity, I think those are the two worst things that like nightmare situations for, for me as a coach. Those are right up there as my biggest fears. So you know, that's that's what I want my legacy to be. Awesome. And what's the best way for guys to reach out to you if they have more questions about what we talked about today? Yeah, so Twitter, you know, the, the DM inbox is a little full right now. So it is is probably the, the way I'm most active, at Coach Sam's with a Z. Uh, that's, that's probably the best way to get at me. Okay. Sounds good, Coach. We really appreciate your time. It's been an awesome session, really, on the how-tos of, of organizing your weekend schedule to be effective. And uh, we hope more guys will take advantage of what you created and, and build on it and make it even better and, and be useful for their staffs and, more importantly, for their families. So we appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity, Gerald. Anytime, man. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out all we're doing on Twitter at FBDEV Coach. Follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski. And check out our systems for tackling, blocking, and defeating blocks at footballdevelopment.com. Thanks for listening to USA Football's Coach and Coordinator Podcast. For more resources, visit the Coach Performance Center at usafootball.com.